0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Wasted Local Talent. I'm Eric, and I have Daniel Bonner sitting right next to me, but he can't read this because he keeps fucking it up. What you just heard was not Worst Kept Secret, but a shameless plug for Daniel Bonner's own band, After Alice. They have a new single, Deception, that dropped today on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and all the other music streaming sites. But not to take anything away from Worst Kept Secret, because they're swell dudes and you should check them out. But after you check out Deception. On today's episode, we have Tim Cross from Real Shoot Wrestling, but you'll hear about that in a bit, providing you stick around after this intro. You should also check out 13 Palm Tree's other radical podcasts. Those include D&D Kinda, Video Game Mythos, and Gurus of Gaming. I know you're ready to hear about wrestling, but before I fade in this episode, I want to tell you about this nifty little app I found called PodCoin. It gives you coins for listening to podcasts. Coins, as in cryptocurrency, not a physical coin. These coins can be redeemed for gift cards on Amazon, Starbucks, and other places. Or you can donate your coins to charities. So I signed up Wasted Local Talent for an account. And wouldn't you believe it, we have a promo code for you. So if you sign up, you can get an additional 300 coins, which is the equivalent of 1.759 stickers. That promo code is Wasted. That's right, folks. Wasted. W-A-S-T-E-D. Wasted. As in, I just wasted my time reading this intro. If you're looking to download the app on your iPhone or Android device, it is again PodCoin. P-O-D-C-O-I-N. Well, I'm thoroughly sick of doing this intro shit, so here's the episode.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm Jed. And I'm Chris Rabb. And this week, we're
2: wasting our talent with...
3: Tim Cross, from Real Shoe Wrestling.
2: What is going on, Tim? Not much, guys. How are you <laughs> dealing with uh, getting slammed through the tables and the road dogging?
3: Uh, actually, uh, I'm. It's getting there. I'm feeling. I've got some bruised ribs. Yeah, like so. Hurts I'm, when you pee. It hurts when I pee. It hurts when I go from like laying down to sitting up and uh hurts when uh breathing breathing yeah because what's funny though is when when the situation happened I mean it's none of it's funny because it all sucked, but uh the table broke and came across and hit me in the face damn yeah, as soon as I went through it so first thing I did was automatically like if, be in absolute pain but roll over and check to make sure my teeth were still there sure they were there nice um the guy uh um, afterwards was like, dude, I thought it was your eye. But I didn't think about it at all. And I had felt that there was a lot of liquid going on right here. And I was like, man, I can't all be, be spit. <laughs> so I'm just like freaking out. And I just go like this. And just a puddle of blood comes out of my face. <sighs> yeah. And then I see it dripping and it's gushing. And I'm just like, oh, man, this was not supposed to happen. But I could still breathe. So I knew my nose wasn't broke. It just took a hit.
2: Right, really so, bad
3: pop. Yeah, so it took a really bad pop from the table coming around and hitting me. And the same with my was rib. Was it the ricochet of the table yeah, that messed you Yeah, I literally went through the table, hit the canvas. The table came in and, like, sandwiched me. Oh, this geez. side came and hit me right in the ribs. This side came and hit me right in the face. Yeah. And the only a reason why I say whammy. that. Oh, yeah. So a lot of people are like, oh, my gosh, how did it feel to go through that? I was like, And It was afterwards. It sucked. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, just kind of. Trying to feel better from that and rest up, but I haven't really had time to rest this week. Really, I've oh, kind of on the though. go. You look great. Hey, though. I try to pull it off. You you threw a nice little shirt on for us. Well, you know what I came I mean? from church, so I didn't do it uh, for well, you I'm guys. Well, I'm gonna lie to myself. <laughs> I was <laughs> thinking about lie. putting a t-shirt on, but I was like, no yeah. sleeves, like the old days. Yeah, right, gentlemen's sport days. The, the the Jared Miller, Jared look. Miller special. Yeah, does
2: he get to, Does he get to own that though? I don't think that that's fair. <sighs>
3: Not I was so rocking much.
2: a cut off tee before I knew who that prick was.
3: Not so. Well, but see, here's the thing. You're not here right now wearing it. Jared would be here right now wearing
2: it. I don't it. know. Don't be so sure. Oh, Don't oh. be so sure. Don't be <laughs> 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 he, he actually
3: does. But you've got a hoodie on. You right, know, it's right. not like you're rocking. Some it's not like you're rocking a cut off shirt with a cut off flannel, too. You know? That's
2: true. That's true. Don't double down on a cut off. Yeah, you, you, you get can't. one layer of cut off. Yes.
3: And that's it. You don't double down on. On that, so why all, don't you ever. take
2: notice, Jared Miller?
3: Yeah, Jared, come you on, vain bastard. Now he's Correct. rocking the Jean Coats like he was in Bon Jovi in '86.
2: That or Randy Jackson? He's got this weird <sighs> Randy Jackson fetish right now, which is strange. <laughs>
3: I love like Jared. from
2: American Idol. Uh, no, like the country singer, right?
3: Oh, uh, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson. That's yeah, it. he's he's all yeah. about putting on the cowboy boots, rolling up the sleeves, and going what? to town. I don't. Elkins know. Elkins is going hard on on Jared Miller. I guess <laughs> what is happening.
2: I don't know what's happening. He
3: literally there. just told you it's Elkins.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Highlights it's Elkins getting him. It's in the water down there. He started singing country is, songs you didn't even know you liked.
3: That water's been horrible for a while. Acid <laughs> ion drainage.
2: That's what gives him his radioactive muscles.
3: Yeah, that's where it's at. That's, it's, what, that's what makes that him think it's his okay legs to go. So small? <laughs> well, that's what makes him think it's okay to do double layer cutoffs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's delusional. He's delusional. So let's talk about Real Shoot, man. How long has Real Shoot been going on?
3: Uh, well, actually, the the funny thing about Real Shoot is it's been going on for probably five years now. Like the name itself, because it was uh, actually because of one of Jared Miller's friends. He uh, the dude made a comment he shouldn't have on a on a other wrestling fan page, mm-hmm. and got kicked off of it. Well. He got kicked off, and then he talked to Pat Cole and Jared, and <laughs> and then they and then he talked to me and was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna start another wrestling page just cause, forget them for, you know, kicking me off and this that and the other." And he asked me to be a part of it. Well, I, you know, it was just like a play on words with the name, and it was just a fan page. And then all of a sudden, because
2: um, I remember that, yeah. I remember. When you sent that to me. It
3: was literally just like, hey, if you watch wrestling, you know, let's talk about it here type deal. Sure. Um, And then all of a sudden, because before that, the reason why they picked me up on it was because I was a pro wrestler. I was in wrestling. I was in the business, you know, side of things per se. Mm -hmm. So I knew a little bit more than the average person. So that's why they wanted to bring me on like as an admin on the Facebook page. Well, um, as the years went by, we were just building like a, a following and then... A friend of mine, uh, my old trainer, TJ Phillips, uh, he actually hit me up and was like, hey, I've got this opportunity where a bunch of different companies want to get together and work some stuff out. Uh, But the thing is, is this person doesn't want their name thinking it's more important than this person and then vice versa. Uh, Would you be cool with us just calling it Real Shoe Wrestling? And I was like, well, man, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of what I was shooting towards is end up getting something to where I could run my own promotion with the name or just have a title that could be defended on shows type deal. And he was like, yeah, I I really like the name and I'd like to just use that for this. And we did that. But what was funny is I let him use the name, but I was just on the production side of things. I made sure it looked cool. I made sure the lights, you know, I made sure the sound was really good. And there were some people in the office part of it that just wasn't holding up to their end and doing everything they possibly could to make it as good as possible. So I went to TJ and was like, hey, man, you know, like, you know, you don't need these people. Like, I can do this myself, right? And he was like, no, I didn't know that. Mm. And I was just like, get them out of here. They suck. Hostile takeover, <laughs> baby. Yeah. So, uh, well, I mean, they were just cheap, cheap, cheap on people. And there's just no way that I expect people to go out there and sacrifice their body. For 10 bucks or for free. I just not, that's not how this is working. No. So, uh, so I was like, get them the hell out of here. They're bad for business, you know, and that's essentially what we did. We got them out of there and I came in and took over and it's been me and TJ ever since. But recently now TJ wants to kill real shoot wrestling and (laughs) pretty much me, it feels like. Uh, so he's trying to, he, he's pretty mad. Uh, I had a wrestler, uh, like, kind of brainwashed me last year, and I threw a fireball on TJ's face. So he has some reasonings to be mad at me, but he also wow. understands the situation. Oh, so, boy. But I don't know where he's at right now mentally, and I haven't been able to talk to him. So,
2: Oh, wow. So there's a little, the fireball in the face, I guess we'll do that.
3: Yeah, I mean, like I said, I understand him, but if he would just talk to me, I think we could get this all cleared up. But he's not, he's not one to want to talk things out. Oh, I He see. wants to physically solve things all the time. So...
2: Well, you guys are in business together, and you have to eventually sit at the round table together and Events, try to work it out.
3: Who knows? I don't know. I don't know if he wants to. Yeah? I'm, uh, after the last show, and like I said, being powerbombed through a flaming table, I don't really know if that's the route that we can go. But we have a show coming up May 4th, and we'll see what happens. But I have some surprises in my back pockets if he tries to pull that stuff again. So. Oh, boy. Yeah, May 4th in Mannington, West Virginia. Uh may the fourth be with you is the name of the show. Okay. Excellent. It's a uh, Star Wars themed show, so I figured you guys would Excellent. guys would dig that, you know. Uh but uh, you know, I just I have to protect myself from this point on. So yeah. that's I, I got some surprises and we'll see what happens then. Cause I can't it can't just go away. I've got people relying on me and fans that wanna see it. So We're Gonna have to try to fight for this as long as we possibly can.
2: This is like uh Vinnie Mac versus Stone Cold Steve Austin kind of thing,
3: yeah. Except for like Vinnie Mac is the good guy in this story and Stone Cold's the asshole. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I don't know if I cuss here, but oh, you can say whatever you 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 want, whatever whatever. you want, okay. Cool, Cool. your episode. Oh man, well, you guys are in trouble. (laughs) um, yeah, it's kind of roles reversed, he's it's kind of like. It's almost like an NWO kind of thing.
2: Oh, okay. Except,
3: it, okay, best way to put it, a satanic NWO is trying to come into Real Shoot Wrestling and take over. Nah, bro. Yeah, because they're- Can't let that happen. They're big, uh, they're, they're big on the, uh, the darker side of things They life. listen
2: to Slayer and-
3: No, they don't like Slayer, but like Misfits and stuff like that, they're, you know, um, I think it's called Acid Bath or something. Oh, some okay. Some shit like right that. Right on. Awful. Awful. Yeah, but, I mean, if you like that, that's cool. I don't mean anything against it. But the recordings are rough. Yes. They're See, very rough. See, a band could be awesome, but if your recordings are awful, then I don't care. It's
2: tough, <laughs> it's tough to fully get the full the dynamics when it just sm- sounds like it was recorded through a cassette In a
3: bathtub. Cassette tape.
2: <laughs> recorder a a Fisher-Price. Yeah, Fisher-Price special in a bathroom somewhere. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much what's going on with us right now. Just, you know, just surviving. Mm-hmm essentially. And then we got a we got a really cool show May 18th here in Fairmont, West Virginia at the old armory oh. uh, through uh, Fairmont Senior High School football team. They uh, they uh, bought us a um, show and they want to bring us on in and we're going to entertain the entertain football, the kids entertain the football team and, and anybody from Fairmont that wants to come, you know, that night. Then we're in uh, we're actually in Buchanan May 24th. Nice. bringing in Teddy Hart. Nice. From the Hart uh, family. Legendary. Uh, legendary Hart family. I actually already had him and we talk all the time. He's a really cool guy. <laughs> like most, I didn't most expect. Most
2: guys in wrestling are super cool because it's such a blue collar endeavor. Yeah. Like yeah. it's really difficult to get caught up in the ego, ego while you're going through the come up. Yeah, um, because you're just constantly being humbled. Shows are so hit and miss. Mm-hmm. It's very much like being a musician. A musician.
3: That's why it was so easy for me to transform mm-hmm. from that to that. Because it's inter- regardless, it's entertainment. Right. And entertainment's the same. You go up there. You're a showman. You know, mm-hmm. you're putting on a show for these people. Because guess what? If they want, if they like your songs, they can sit at home and just check and listen out. to your CD. Exactly. All they want. You yeah. know, perfect notes every time. Right. Everything. Nothing messes up. Mm-hmm. But you want them to come to that show because give them an extra flavor. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, you know, the pheromones
3: and yeah. I mean, like, look at bands like Aerosmith. They're not even like a touring band now. They literally started like this year, they're going to be in Vegas <coughs> and they're just going to be like a Vegas band. Doing the residency thing, yeah, but they've got like their shows on the stage. There's lights on the there's, you know, there's they could do so much more show wise to where it's like, yeah, I've been listening to these songs for thirty years, mm-hmm. but I didn't see the shit they're doing now. I've got to go see that, even though they look like they're getting ready to die. Yeah. You know, it's, so, and,
2: someone might croak on this.
3: Yeah, residency. and Steven Tyler looks like my aunt. You know, but <laughs> but you know, you want to go see that because it's like, look at all the other stuff that's going on. It's like Kiss. Yeah. That's why I thought in '96 when I saw him on the reunion tour, I was like, holy shit! Like, look at all this stuff they're doing. Right. And then now I'm just like, it's still the same songs. I mean, they still they did write a new album, but it's still the same songs that everybody goes to see. Sure. And they took their show up even more, you know. And it's just like that to
2: compensate for their lack of physical presence. Yeah, I mean, the production hides a lot.
3: Mm-hmm. It does. It, it I makes mean, Ozzy
2: you... Osbourne has been basically banking on that since the early two thousands, and Ozfest oh, was a thing.
3: Oh, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. But still, I don't get it. That guy can barely walk around his house, but when music starts, it's like he becomes a a kangaroo. He's just all over the place. He can barely talk, but I can always understand what he's saying when he sings. I've...
2: Cocaine's still a hell of a Yeah, I drug. was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> still I hell think it's of all drug. him. <laughs> I definitely don't think it's all him. So uh, let's, let's dive deep into the wrestling shit. Sure. Um, we should talk about everyone's top
3: five. Uh, dude, that's uh, that, I know that's tough. That can start that You don't start have to
2: necessarily fights. rank them. That could start fights. <laughs> well, this is it. This is the kind of this is the kind of podcast. It's really, gonna be.
3: the really the people do the the Mount Rushmore of wrestling recently. It seems mm-hmm. like yeah, you know. So top five, I think, is even better because
2: you got it. And even then, there's going to be sick, a sixth and seventh guy. where you are like, man, how can I? How not did I not get in? him
3: in there? You know,
1: I feel like my picks are all going to be like super basic, bitch, because I only watched like whenever I was little. In
2: but the but still, late 90s, early 2000s. But you were invested then. But still, that was the golden you, age. There's still I there's still.
3: Still, yeah, there's still a there's still some truth to what you're going to say though, because you were into them then, and I know, gosh darn well, you're going to say at least two to three people that we're going to I might not agree with, but at the same time, when it comes to facts and money made and everything, how can I disagree? You right. know what I mean? Right. So do it. Go ahead. You want me to start? I yeah. mean, yeah. Oh man. Okay. All right. Let me think here. And they You're don't like, have
2: to be necessarily in ranked. That, they don't have to be in the, in the an five, order. but these are the five okay, guys okay, who are okay. battling it All out right. in the rankings. Yeah. So definitely
1: for me, one of them would have to be Stone Cold. Absolutely.
3: I could tell by the haircut. Yeah.
1: just be, <laughs> This was not optional. <laughs> this had to happen.
3: Oh, no. Mine's coming too. Like, If it was up to my wife, yeah. I would have shaved this week because yeah. she wanted it really. This is not a choice. But I just my, haven't had the time.
1: Every morning I have a little ritual whenever I wake up. I, I lay in bed for like a half hour and I just like go through my old Facebook memories, check my bank accounts, make sure like I have a little ritual. And I've like noticed that I can see where my hair loss started. Oh. 22 uh, 22 years old it started going.
3: Oh uh, man, mine started when I was like 25. That's tough. And like it's just, it, it, but it was it is it's here. It's here.
1: See mine was going here. Oh,
3: mine st- mine front, started here there was no in the it. back first before it started now my, hair's, now my hair hair's like trying to meet in the middle. I've got it losing it in the back. and am losing it in the front. Now all of a sudden I'm going to have a pancake of hair on top of my head. I'll enough. donate all the hair you guys need. Hey, bro, I need it. <laughs> I love I'll you guys. Need a, I, need a Chris, I need a Chris Rab wig. Yeah, I'll, I'll
2: hook you guys up, man. Never been dyed, it's all a, natural. Just I need like smell good. I just
3: need like three inches, man. I can do yeah, a lot I'll of cool stuff of you. with yeah, a wig. I can to take th- care of
2: you. <laughs> all right, so Stone Cold.
1: Yeah, Stone Cold. Um, and then probably Chris Jericho would probably be up there for
3: hey, me. That's a one good of the one. greatest
2: uh, guys on the mic.
3: That uh, that's one of the greatest guys of all time. Because I I remember that's like honestly my goat. So I'm going to 100% agree I, with you. I remember on that what, yeah, what I
1: what I Jericho always liked guy. about him was when I was still watching wrestling, he wasn't really like a big name, and I never really thought that he ever would be, and then. It you know it had been a couple years that I hadn't really watched, and all of a sudden I realized that like he had blown up and was like super successful, mm-hmm. and I just thought that was awesome because
3: I never hell thought musician yeah
1: hell of a, hell I, of a I, fucking so frontman. I remember whenever he was tag team partners with Edge, yeah. wasn't it Edge yes. whenever he first came to like, <coughs> WWF. No no still no WWF.
3: That was he was see he came to WWF on his own. But it, it hung out that way for a while and then, like, teamed with Christian for a while and had a feud with him over, like, uh, I think it was. Um, yeah, Christian, not Ed. Christian. And yeah. it was a feud over Trish Stratus. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, the kind of after that is when it literally started to, like, Everybody started to notice how really good he was. He was and, super good, and he got the push and got the notice that he deserved because I think it was the very next year he faced um, um, Shawn Michaels at Mania, and that is and, and that's what people but people say that's top five matches of all time at Mania. It's up there, and and to me to me it's it's one it's like one two. With Savage and Steamboat, a ma- mania matches those two right there. It's it's hard for me to pick a one or two there because they're both just so good. So I 100% agree with you on Jericho. Love Jericho. Yeah. yeah, which is which is a surprise for someone that says that you know I'm mainly from the certain time period because Jericho has has lasted that long. Yeah, you know, because yeah. you got people like Stone Cold. He came in, blew up like crazy. Yeah, but. In the in the span of things, how you know he's been gone for how mm-hmm. long? It's been a long right. time, you know. So, but I think Jericho's very easily one of those guys that gr- could be one of the greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And, but he was smart and took time off. And like Chris said, he goes and tours, you mm-hmm. know? So he's not always taking that beating on his body.
2: Yeah. Which when he's out there, he's definitely giving you helps. the best stuff. Oh, yeah. He's he's about as 100% as you could be in this business.
3: Yes. In, in the entertainment
1: field.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm remembering so many more as I'm sitting here. Um, okay. So <laughs> um, I'm not really going to be able to remember their names, but it was Brothers. And they wore camo. Oh, the Dudleys? Dudley boys. Oh. Dudley Boys. Daddy. I will
3: I will disagree with you to the end of this podcast. <laughs> I, I hate them. <laughs>
1: I just used I love to love tables. watching them. I love yeah. the table utilization. Yeah, yeah. Like, they brought, I, I used to love like they, they their
2: synchronized the, moves. ECW and shit. put tables on the map and they're a big part of that. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That see, but that's the thing though. Like they're a big part goofy of that. As si- fuck. They're oh, a big part of that goofy. situation. Mm-hmm. But they were just there. Like, to me, they didn't... ECW it, was a lot bigger than that. I'm them. a talent guy, wise, you know? And they just didn't have any talent. They're no RVD. They just went out there and just talked a bunch of smack. Like, bad smack. Raunchy smack. So, you know, it, like, got that attention. But I'm not that guy to just give somebody attention for stupidity. Like, I just don't... I like talent, and like what's funny is you brought up Jericho, and I talked about Sean and and Jericho at that WrestleMania match that uh, Jim Ross and Jerry the King Lawler was calling that match, <laughs> and they they hit a lockup to start the match, and then a headlock, and uh, and you know the wrestling at that time was just crazy and tables and everything else, yeah, and Vince there, yeah. and I remember yeah. Lawler saying. Oh man, a headlock to start the match. And Jim Ross goes, "Yeah, who would have thought? A wrestling move to start a wrestling match." <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's just kind of how I am and I just I I like Devon. I like Devon, but but Bully Ray or, or Bubba, Ray. Bubba Ray if, yeah. if you would have known him then. Yeah. He he just gets on my last nerve. I mm. can't stand him. Mm. Just I he's done his head's a little bit bigger than what he's actually done in this business for me. So well then all right but we won't go that far (laughs) we ain't got that kind of time
1: all right um so i know who my top one is so i guess i need to pick my other one that's gonna float in this one's tough
3: i got it narrowed down to two people it was better whenever it was better whenever you had like you were like i can't really think of anybody
1: (laughs) Yeah. now they're all like flooding back to me um man probably gonna say uh And it's a terrible pick now in retrospect because of, you know, things. But
2: probably Chris Benoit.
1: Hey, man. No, I
3: totally agree with you. That's fine.
2: He's one of the scariest wrestlers of all time.
3: He was such a physical. Like a guy
2: that you would not want to fight in real life. He's up there.
3: Yeah, but see, here's my thing. I like these guys that punish him for the way he was. He didn't do that. His brain that is absolutely his screwed. Yeah, his yeah. brain Did was completely
2: that. scrambled on that, CTE. Like,
3: yeah. I'm not trying to be mean when I say this, but it's like getting mad at an MR person for doing something that they have no control over. Mm-hmm. Like, his brain was screwed. Yeah. Like, he had no control. He was schizophrenic. He was losing his mind. Like, I've literally sat down this far away from Kevin Sullivan and had this conversation about Benoit. And if you don't know who Kevin Sullivan is, Mm. Kevin Sullivan was the one that started the feud with Benoit in WCW, and a lot of people say he's the one that pretty much booked his own divorce because Benoit ended up with Kevin Sullivan's wife, and people have, and that's the one he killed. Yeah, and people have even tried to say that it wasn't Benoit and Kevin Sullivan's the one that did it, and I was yeah. But but I want you to think about this. The guy sitting across from Kevin Sullivan in this interview, when I'm sitting next to Kevin, he goes, what do you feel about people saying that you're the one that killed him?" I'm like, bro, you did not let me know you were going to ask this question. And he's sitting right here. What are you doing? <laughs> and he was just like, and, and Kevin took it with stride. He didn't yeah. give a shit. He was just like, that is absolutely stupid. Well, that's so ludicrous. You can't get.
2: Like, I I would understand getting mad, but you would like to think that, yeah, he goes, My kid, he's like, My
3: kids lost their mother. Why the hell would I go and do something like that? That's Mm. absolutely stupid, and I cannot stand it when people bring that up. Mm. So, sure enough, this guy just keeps asking questions about the same stuff, and I'm just like, Dude, shut up.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I don't think that, um, when something like that's so terrible that he clearly probably did not have any control over, uh, I don't think it taints the legacy of Benoit, not as a guy.
3: We're just talking about the guy
2: in the squared circle. I'm trying to separate those things, and I understand how terrible and tragic Mm -hmm. it was. But, I mean, if you know anything about CTE, you know that this guy was... Not in the driver's seat. Yeah,
3: yeah, he wasn't in. control oh, and also just for know, who knows how long years exactly of, for how years long? of
2: steroid
1: abuse as well to get through all the injuries that he had accumulated. Oh I mean. yeah, the opi- the drugs. Yeah, it's more the everything. pills. Painkillers. Yeah. It's the pills just, like that get dude, you. He, yeah, he had a
3: rough career. Something was always broke on him. Well,
1: and like right whenever he kind of blew up. was like
3: fucked. Right
1: whenever he started getting real popular was whenever a lot of his like bad injuries happened. So he couldn't slow down. No. He had to cash in. He had to capitalize.
3: But everybody with that style of wrestling is like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the way it started was, and he just recently passed. He's one of my favorites of all time, and he will be on my list. The Dynamite Kid.
2: Yeah. There oh, was the wow.
3: dynamite kid from the British Bulldogs from back in the day. He was... Chris Benoit was literally like a mirror image of him, mm. except a little bit lesser, you know? Cause a little no one, more
0: technical. Yeah.
3: Um and then, and then it moved on to where there's people like uh, Davy Richards, mm-hmm. which he was like Benoit. And then you have an—I uh, forget who it is now—that's out there, and he's pretty much kind of following the same suit in the same way of everything. But um, like these, to to they always had the same mindset of it's you got to go 100% or there's no damn point of being out there, you know, and that mindset and you watching your heroes have that mindset. it, it You know, you don't want to disappoint your own heroes. You don't want to disappoint the fans. So you go out there and look at how many years Chris Benoit hit a headbutt. As his finish, yeah, mm. messing up his neck, hitting his head all the time. He would miss him sometimes, screw himself up. I mean, how many times that stuff was just done to himself, mm. you know, just to sacrifice for our entertainment and, and that, to not I, be able to separate the difference because of the injury that occurred right. is absolutely ridiculous. And like you said, you should be able to separate the person that right. was in the squared circle to um, to the person that did what had happened. You know, it's, it, like he deserves all the accolades that he has got and should be mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But at the same time, that Hall of Fame is an absolute joke. So. It is.
2: It is. They, I, so, I'm not a big fan uh, of a lot of Hall of Fames. Yeah. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Dude, that, Football one Hall of, of Fame. The big, I think that there's
3: football clearly Hall of fame is
2: politics. Of yeah. But, I think the NFL maybe have it the most right yes. of anybody. But still, there's clearly a political thing going on, which taints it to a degree.
3: Very much so. All
2: right. Top top wrestler for Jed. Top one. Pretty easy pick for me.
1: Um, Mankind.
2: Yeah, Mick Foley, he's in there Ooh, yep. for me too.
1: Pretty much anything that Mick Foley did, honestly. But I remember that was whenever I really would like really get into it. Like I remember watching Mankind. Um, that was like right whenever Triple H was on the up and up. You know, I remember him having a lot of good ones with uh, Kane whenever he was still wearing the mask.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they the Undertaker. Yeah, and the Undertaker. Yep, and, and... The
1: Undertaker um, and they would do the. I remember the one, um, I'm pretty sure it was WWF, where they did the Hell in a Cell. Oh, yes. King of the and, Ring. And that was in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. and that was, uh, that was in Pittsburgh. Kane choke slammed him through the top of the the cell. And, and that wasn't fell, supposed to under, happen. No, it it was wasn't. Undertaker. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to happen. And he yeah. fell like 30 feet onto a table with like uh tax on it. Well, right? they
2: threw, when he threw him off onto the announcer table, that was planned. That
3: was just off. That foot. was
2: kind of mixed idea. Yeah. He was like, you know, because you can see him. I got to
3: do something big.
2: Right. But when he chokeslammed him through the top, they had engineered uh, the cage where that was supposed to be able to take it. Yeah. And, I guess they were up there for too long, both yeah. standing kind of in that same circle, uh-huh. and he just fucking went right through that shit and went just fucking took the bump on the mat mm-hmm. with the tax with the tax just from earlier, yeah. And then he fucking played it off and started sticking the tax in his face, and his tooth was like in his well, nose.
3: Yeah. Well, what had happened? He like the bit reason, through his lips. People right? say people say when the camera comes around, it looks like he's smiling. He's not smiling. There's a hole in his lip and he can feel it. And in his mind, he's like, if I can put my tongue through my lip, that's going to be a great visual. So literally, he comes around and it just looks like he's smiling because he can't get his tongue through his lip. Yeah. But he's trying right when the camera's there. So you see what people thought was just snot. That's his tooth up here. Mm -hmm. Right. And then he's trying to put his lip through right here. So it just makes it look like he's fucking whacked out and smiling. Yeah. But uh, I will agree with you to the uh, to an extent. Of, what
2: about the Japanese Terry Funk death matches? He deserves to be in there. My, for those alone. My kcw cacti- I was gonna go Cactus, Cactus Jack, Jack. Yeah, not
3: yeah. Mankind for me. Cactus Jack was absolutely phenomenal.
2: And then I, I mean, yeah. I still loved the
1: shit that he did whenever he was just Mick Foley. Yeah. Whenever he wasn't yeah. Mankind, I mean, right. yeah. I, I loved when everything. It, when he it did. came
3: full circle, mm-hmm. and it was when he was like Kamish for yeah, a while. Yeah. Yeah. When it came yeah. full circle, and it was like, hey, there's dude love. There's Cactus Jack. There's Mankind, but there's this guy Mick Foley, you right. know, and and that was cool. But my favorite out of all them was was Cactus Jack, 100%. WCW, the bang bang and the elbow mm-hmm. off the apron. Mm-hmm. That shit was everybody thought that was crazy. What are you doing, jumping on the ground like that?
2: Right. I um, I actually had a chance to meet Mick Foley when I was a little kid when that Have a Nice Day biography came mm-hmm. out. Uh, He did a book signing at the Meadowbrook Mall, of all places. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. And my mom took me, and uh, I got the book signed and everything. And I also brought a little socko that I had made. Oh my god! And he signed (laughs) that too. he He was so gracious and so cool.
3: Oh, he's really cool. Now he, now he, like literally is Santa Claus. Yeah. Did you see that documentary? No. He's got a documentary on Netflix where he's just. If you see him now, he's got short hair, but he's got a really long beard. Yeah. And if he could have if he could be santa claus every day he'd be santa claus
2: he's he's, he's you could super, tell he's got a very very sweet heart
3: he does and he's super into just playing that character mm-hmm. like he does that now during the winter years and like mm-hmm. if you see anything wwe related with a santa claus they usually just get Mick because Mick loves doing it. Mm-hmm. But like if you ever get a chance, go on doc, go on Netflix and see if you can find that documentary where he's just going around talking to Santa Clauses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like people that live the Santa Claus life all year round. He's talking to them, doing documentaries with them. It's insane. He's got
2: uh, two New York Times bestseller books, he, the children's book that he did, and then his. He's biography got more than that book. now. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he's good got. For you, he's, Mick. he's got. He's I always mean, he draws been. it all.
3: To, well, Lawler draws it all for him. Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler draws all of his ah. all of his kids books for him. I had no idea. Yeah,
2: I had no idea. That's awesome.
3: He's he's re- he's a really good artist. Incredibly talented
2: dude. One of the great uh, personalities of wrestling. No mm-hmm. question. All so right, so there's your the
3: five. That that wasn't a bad five. Let's go over it again. Stone Cold, Jericho, mm-hmm. Benoit, yep. Mick Foley. Well, yep. you picked Mankind, and who was the other one? The Dudley Boys. Oh, the uh, Dudley Boys. So yeah. you picked the tag team. Yeah, like as a collective group. That's I, that, their that tag counts. Team. That, that, works. that
1: counts. Yeah, that, that works. counts. Yeah. Yeah. That works. The other one I was kind of debating was The Rock, just because,
3: like, you know, there's no explanation. I get yeah. it. Yeah. I mean. The guy is the guy has done everything. Like yeah. he's, Maybe the greatest. He's made greatest. movie stars look like little bitches. He's made wrestlers look like little bitches with all the money he brings in. The greatest smack talker in the history of wrestling. Now, see, I'm going to tell you that that's wrong, and I'll tell you I, why. I don't know. He did not write any of that.
2: Well, he still had to execute. It's he still his character. And-
3: he had to deliver, which makes me feel like you're a great character. Right. But that's – are you going to let somebody write your songs and your lyrics? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah like you can't you can't be like oh man he's he's a great he's a great front man i'm like he doesn't write his own lyrics like how can like you can it's deliver fair. the songs but unless you can write it yourself right, well who is then you get who, who is smack talker yeah oh that's a whole other genre um probably rick flair rick flair dusty Rhodes. dusty Rhodes is an interview um uh, superstar Billy Graham, mm-hmm. Macho Man Randy Savage. The cream. The ultimate warrior. The cream of the crop. Or the, the cup of coffee in the big time. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one. The cosmos are going to be coming yeah, in night, Yeah, dude. He was, He was. I loved it. He's a like, oh, No ultimate warrior,
2: though? Fuck the ultimate warrior. Most yeah, overrated dude. wrestler of all time. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's fucking
3: overrated. He's, uh, no, he's... I don't think he was overrated because no ma- I, no I, I don't think he ain't anybody, no macho man. I don't think anybody. I don't think he's overrated because I don't think anybody actually thought he could wrestle. <laughs> <I just laughs> yeah, they were just the, like, uh, "Hey man, montage. we, love we you just had it. a badass character. We love That's your intensity. Yeah. We only need you to go out there for about two minutes, and a minute and a half is your entrance. Yeah, right. just go out there. so so a character wise, Ultimate Warrior was one of the one of the coolest like looking and everything for when he was sure. young. But I hundred percent agree with you. He is very. He's weak sauce, and weak sauce, circle. and overrated. Yes, but uh, but see, like I can't say he was a good talker either because no one knew what the hell he was saying ever. Oh, he was insane ever. Yeah. Um, other good talkers, Arn Anderson, Oh, very yeah. underrated as a talker yeah. from the Four Horsemen. Um, there's there's a lot of good ones nowadays, but I don't know if you really know them. Mm. Uh, but like um, uh, Marty Scroll. Mm. He's a part of. He was a part of the of uh, the uh, Bullet Club, and just last night he faced uh, Nick Aldis for the NWA World Heavyweight Title. Interesting. Um, um, and they had the Crockett Cup. They're bringing the NWA stuff back, which oh, is funny because the owner of the NWA is Billy Corgan. I yes, he is. He owns the from Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, yeah, he uh, owns. He owns the NWA and has, I like, heard that and and has like, been bringing shit. it back for like the past three years. Yeah.
2: Well, he's got nothing else to do. He's just collecting them royalty checks. We've got to Bro, put it into something. Their last album was so bad. Yeah. <laughs> that, so That fan base, though, I mean, oh, if he yeah. goes out, he's going to just capitalize. And
3: they've been really smart. And anybody in the wrestling business is really smart if they're out there. They do these like little webisodes type deal Mm -hmm. and and explaining like from from point A to point B and the reason why you want to watch this feud and situation, Mm -hmm. which is really good. Um, AEW is a new company that's getting ready to start with like the Young Bucks and Cody Rhodes and and them um, with the cons from Jacksonville Jaguars, his son, the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, his son actually uh, is starting a promotion um with Cody Rhodes and they pretty much got all the old they're pretty much following the old format of like WCW yeah they got TN they got TNT they're going to be on Tuesday nights a Tuesday night Dynamite or something like that um they hire they hired some young some older guys you know smart they got Jr on commentary oh uh, there you so, go that'll Lord. bring them in so you oh, yeah hundred percent that'll bring them in and and I know that they're gonna keep picking at some older um, guys to get that to
2: get th- the names the smart. but also some up and coming yeah. guys too a like nice I, mix
3: they get they have a really good mix of younger guys right now nice. uh, so they do need to get that vet status. Almost. Wrestling's
2: all about those marquee names, man. Even it doesn't matter if they're really worth the shit in the ring anymore. People are gonna go just to be like, "I saw yep. fucking Rowdy yep. Roddy Piper."
3: This and this uh, West Virginia is really all about that too. Like yeah. it can be <clears throat> Joe Blow that you know. But if they were on TV for a minute, they're coming out. They're coming. Yeah. So that's that could be a good thing. That could be a bad thing. So <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah. So. Um, they're definitely pushing on some some older names like they got Jr. and I know Arn Anderson recent, recently was fired from WWE mm. as an office guy, so I know they're gonna worry think about that. Dean Malenko recently just left.
2: Dean Malenko. Yesterday
3: he he just put in his put in his notice and was gone. So Damn. I have a feeling a lot of shakeups. I have a feeling, right feeling now, uh, uh, AEW's office is going to get real old school, a lot of veterans things. in there. Mm-hmm. Well,
2: that'll be huge for them because they have
3: a lot of experience in those rooms and they have a lot of young, great talent. So it, with a lot of vets mind and a lot of great talent, hopefully that's something that will push and pull WWE's heads out of their asses and make re- wrestling in that Aspect more entertaining too.
2: Support your motherfucking wrestling. Yes. <laughs> Support your motherfucking wrestling. Totally. All right, my top I'm five. To real fi- quick. I was gonna
3: say I need to hear that five from you.
2: Uh, Rick fucking Flair. Oh yeah. Mr. WrestleMania, Shawn Michaels. Good one. Okay. Uh, the goddamn Undertaker. <laughs> if you got a problem with the fucking Undertaker, I will choke slam you anytime, anywhere in front of your immediate family. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you and whoever had you. You're not worth shit. Yeah. Um my corny
3: pick That was a quick is, five five. Uh, and Undertaker was the only one that got an explanation and <laughs> all of explain. <laughs> I don't need to explain Flair. I don't
0: need to
2: explain Ric Flair. I don't need to explain Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. If you don't know about that shit, turn it off right now. <laughs> Fuck you. It's the wrong episode for you. Uh the excellence of execution. Bret Hart was one of my favorite wrestlers Ooh. of the nineties. Like yeah. Technical, not the craziest to watch, but towards the end of his tenure in WWF, uh, his rivalry with Shawn Michaels and how he really stepped up the game. And he was so huge for WCW when they were really battling it out on Monday night. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that Bret Hart is criminally underrated and, and one of my favorites. But the top for me, is cheesy as it is, but it just doesn't get any bigger than Hulk Hogan, man. <sighs> Somehow knew you were going to say Hulk Hogan. Yeah, I mean, you got... I, Hulk fucking Hogan. As a kid, I, I remember I had the cassette tape because we didn't have cable television. And I had cassette tapes, like the Hulkamania series, like mm-hmm. cassette tapes. And the one I would play out all the fucking time was the buildup in the storyline between him and Andre the Giant. And uh, I've watched that match probably a fucking million times. Yeah. And I don't know, when you're a little kid and you see Hulk Hogan body slam Andre the Giant, like that was just larger than life.
3: It it was, but do you realize how many times it happened before that? Well, yeah, but the thing is- Once I find it now, I'm like, damn, that's corny as hell. But like- Well, it's all about the context. Yeah, Yeah, it's
2: all about the context. Like I wasn't able to watch wrestling all the time. So all I had was just these- Get it whenever I mm-hmm. could, because this is pre-internet people.
3: Which made it no way cooler.
2: Yeah, it was because it starved you out and you were waiting for Monday night. You were mm-hmm. waiting for Saturday morning. Yeah. You know, watching WWF in your house or WCW Saturday morning or mm-hmm. Sting and the Ultimate Warrior kind of paint would go out there yeah. and fucking fight Ric Flair. Like that shit was the bomb. See,
3: like stunning Steve Austin before oh. he was stone cold. Now, before we go any further with that. That was my favorite, Stone Steve Austin, Stunning Steve. I, I loved Stunning Steve, but mainly I like the vests. Oh, with he still the, had the vests. I, I liked him with the long hair and like the Ric Flair robes mm-hmm. and and the beautiful women. Yeah. Like that was the Stunning Steve Austin that I really dug because that's just what. I grew up on, right. you know, and plus his trainer was gentleman Chris Adams mm-hmm. from WCCW. He was from the UK, first guy to, like, throw super kicks and stuff like that, but they called him savat Kicks back then.
0: Mm.
3: They didn't become super yet, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, I was a huge fan of him, and then when they worked that storyline where Steve Austin was his trainee and they, they did the trainer versus trainee thing, that's when I became a big fan of Steve, but... It was because of Gentleman Chris Adams and Texas Wrestling that got me really into it because that was on ESPN Mm -hmm. at like 4 o'clock every day when I came home. Right. So it was like my grandma was like, all right, 4 o'clock, we're watching ESPN and we're watching this. And he had like The Missing Link. I don't know if you remember him, but he he was a guy that had like one ponytail. Like literally everything else was shaved except for a ponytail. And the rest of his face was painted green. His lips was red. He was the missing link. He, he, like, he was my, like, he was like Texas's George the Animal Steel, like how he would rip open the turnbuckles and go all crazy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But that's kind of what he was to Texas. And and so, like, I remember, I remember that real Southern style wrestling. And then being from West Virginia, obviously, Pittsburgh's right there. So, and Pittsburgh was a humongous, like, WWF area. So... Mm -hmm. I, right here is where i could i could get the southern style wrestling on ESPN and i could get you know the northern WWE on USA so it was awesome right. but there oh, were some people yeah. that just never got WWF like I know. They, it's tough. Well, it's crazy. They just it's got really that. tough. And there's two different styles of wrestling. Oh, for sure. At, like, at that time. you know. Sure. Now there's Lucha Libre and, and Strong Style, and there's just so many different styles Can of I wrestling. Can I tell you that one of my favorite types of wrestling to watch is Japanese shoot wrestling? Uh-huh.
1: That, I that's, love yeah, watching that, Japanese. Yeah, that wrestling.
3: strong style type. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, well they're like they're out there, and that's what's kind of evolved from the AEW. Mm-hmm. Is those guys went out there and made a name for themselves in Japan. Yeah, and you know, and and
2: those crowds want blood, man. One of my like, favorite. Uh, they want they want you really putting it on the line out yeah. there. Yeah, and what's they're funny not is impressed. they don't.
3: They don't, they're not, it's not like, yeah, yeah, get them, blah, blah, Dead silence. It's silent. literally dead silence. Dead silence. They're watching. You do something they like. They applause. They applaud. But then they just shut the fuck up. Boom. Yeah. Complete yeah. silence again and just watching out of respect. I remember,
2: I'm a big Unearth fan, and they talk about that. The first time they go to Japan, they were like, man, we were playing Loud Park. It was crazy. There was a barrier right down the middle of the... Uh, the fucking crowd of you know fifty thousand people strong, and while the songs were going on, they were going ape shit. But as soon as the song was done, it's like the air was sucked out of the room, and they just respectfully <laughs> clapped and then patiently awaited for you waited to play for the, for the next, next, next song. Yep, And that's why
3: I love. I want to go to Japan so bad just to watch a wrestling show, just because that respect, that rowdy
2: American, like yeah, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm they just, just, they're like, whoa, we don't need that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> There's literally, need that. they've literally, like, my buddy, he's in Japan right now. Like, he's, he comes back and forth. He's from West Virginia. Uh, my trainer is actually the one that trained him. Uh, he's working for a company in Japan. And he's like, you know, at first I just didn't know how to react because I hit something badass and I was like, I got up. I was like, yeah. And they just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, uh, I kind of feed off the crowd sometimes, but you've got to teach yourself. You can't do that in Japan. It's a different mm-hmm. style. you just kind of got to do your thing just and the, the keep whole, going. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know? Just See, be confident what's happening in those confines of and the ring. And, and that's why I feel like the out. Jerichos
3: and those older guys. Um,
2: they could do the same show to nobody, and it would be the same. Because they were so, but they, also, they sold it. They also than
3: understood their crowd before they worked in front of them. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, we're going to Japan. I can't do the same thing that's gonna get a reaction from the crowd in New York that I do in Japan because right. it's a totally different crowd. You know, just like you, you know. If you go into an area that you know and you've played before, mm-hmm. you know what songs pop right. and hit. Right. So, hey, let's play these songs, you know. Right. I don't want to play this song because this crowd's just not going to get it. They're not going to react. It's, it's no true. point. It's and true. that's kind of how it is with wrestling and and Chris Jericho's actually talked about that in his books. You go to Germany, they want wrestling a certain way. You go to the UK, they want it a certain way. You come to New York, they want it a certain way. And you and that's what makes you that good. Yeah. You know that you can go and work in front of anyone and you're going to be able to make that crowd happy, right? You know, so that's why I feel like the Jericho's are, have lasted so long and are considered so great. And Flair, adaptable,
2: very adaptable. and and heart. They're consistent with what they do, but they can adapt to the situation mm-hmm. because they are so technical yes. and talented. Oh yeah, in the ring, mm-hmm. which you know, Bret Hart, man, he's I just find him to be a legend. Oh, just a legend. And he like Rick Flair, he's a guy that you don't appreciate. Until later After. in life.
3: Yep. That's how Eddie Guerrero was for me.
2: Oh, dude. <sighs> I was thinking about he's a, him. He's a monster.
3: And I'll just go ahead and start. There's one. That's one of your five? Uh, easily one of my I'm five. I'm glad
2: you said him because
1: he was- One of,
3: one of the best I nitro really guys
2: of that era.
1: Oh, like,
3: yeah. His, oh, yeah. He
2: was a savage.
3: Oh, for me personally, with him and Art Barr in Mexico was absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. But uh, when yeah. he'd
1: come I, out and the the- <laughs>
3: The The low rider. The low rider bumping on air. Yeah, yeah. But what sucks is I wasn't about Eddie until after. Yeah. After he passed. Yeah. Like I just kind of like I always liked him, but I didn't like have the the respect and love for him the way I do now. I
1: hated when he was on his heel arc. Whenever he was kind of like on the up and up.
3: Oh yeah. I love that.
1: But then when he when he
3: switched over
1: that was whenever I really started liking him.
3: Like when he did start doing the stuff with China? Mm-hmm. When he started to be like the, the Latino heat? Yeah. That, that ah, shit, I loved it. Latino I loved it. Heat. It made me laugh, and it was just like, okay, he, he's done the super, super mean heel. He's done the cocky heel. He's done the asshole heel. Like He's done all those things. It's, he's it's done baby faces. Time. Now sexy it's like, time. hey, it's some take a little bit of a break. Just make having the, fun. Have fun. Make the people laugh, yep. and people that are good can do that. Michaels has done it, and DX. Sure. Jericho's done it with plenty of things. They evolve. Yeah, Yeah. and it's just like, you know, the good ones evolve, and the other ones just kind of fade away because they don't know what else to do with their character. Yeah, Like, Jericho has made it very clear, like, if he were to come back to WWE, he wouldn't do a list... He wouldn't do a countdown. He's not going to wear the scarf. He's not going to do any of that stuff. I don't see him coming back because no, he just signed either. this new cur- this Faulty's thing with— is doing way too well. No, he's with AEW. Oh, he's with those guys. Okay. He was the big name, and that's what's funny is he's like, I'm the big name in this company. I'm the heel. I'm the reason why we're selling these tickets and doing so good. Right. Which is a really good idea when this company is like we're the jump we're starting and we're not WWE. He can negotiate a better a better piece. So so he's well, he's an executive vice president. Oh, okay. so there you go. Yeah. So it definitely helps in that so situation. So you put in your beats. time. You put in yeah. your time, Jericho. <laughs> so since we're talking about Jericho, I'll just go ahead and throw out Jericho number 2. All right. Um then here's some ones that you'll probably know but it's not like, oh, I yeah, what I remember their match. Uh, great Muda. I remember the Great Muda. The Great no Muda. No clue. Okay, yeah. he's from Japan, okay. one of the absolute best of all time. Uh, <laughs> over WrestleMania weekend, he actually came back because um, he retired, but he actually came back to do a battle royal for New Japan in Ring of Honor. They were doing a show together at Madison Square Garden over WrestleMania weekend. And he actually came back totally 100% unannounced, and I totally shed a tear. When it pandemonium.
2: Happened. One pandemonium tier. when he came uh, down. Because tier. my
3: buddy hit me up and was like, dude, Jay, Muda's, in the, Muda's in the Battle Royal. And then I turn it on, and I can go on to my fourth person too easily off of this. Is I see Muda's entrance, and he's coming out, and he's face painted. And he's also one of those guys, you ever see the mist? the yeah, Japanese yeah. guy to spit the mists yes he's the f- one of the first yeah he That's learned. How I he learned from That's the great kabuki um, and in each one of those mists means something I don't know if you know this the red is burning it burns your eyes the green blinds you and if you get hit with the black it means death there's only been one wrestler hit with black and he had to wear a black mask the rest of his career after he got hit with it damn to where he retired he retired with a plain black mask because he got hit with that it only happened once but uh, but each one of them like does something and means something um, the
2: Japanese would play it like that. Yeah.
3: I mean, that's you cool, got, though. You got to think it adds a
2: character dynamic.
3: He had his own cartoon, you know, and he looks like a superhero. So like that kind of stuff can happen. But going on to the fourth from Muda is Muda gets to the ring. And I don't even, I don't really know what's going on yet because there's another show like WrestleMania weekend. There's like 50 shows going on all at the same time. So I'm kind of picking and choosing which one I'm watching and I can go back and watch that one. So that's how I'm looking, thinking about it. I'm like, oh, nothing's really going to happen. It's going to be a really good show, but nothing like, wow. Well, Muda gets to the ring in the ring already standing. And I did not know this, but Jushin Thunder Liger. And that's number four. And if you don't know who Jushin Thunder Liger is, he is the one that had the very first match ever with Brian Pillman on WCW Nitro. They had the very first match ever in the Mall of America in Minnesota on the first Nitro ever.
2: I remember that. Yeah. I remember, I don't remember that match, but I remember that Nitro. Yeah. Because yeah. it was over the summer, because I remember I was watching Shark Week and I was like, man, they're wrestling <laughs> in this fucking mall. Fucking Shark Week. Shark Week, bro. But yeah, man, I, I remember that as crazy as that is.
3: That's oh okay yeah he has his own he has his own cartoon and the music he comes out to is the theme song for the show like it even says like uh, like liger like in the song and stuff it's (laughs) absolutely hilarious (laughs) Japanese stuff is absolutely hilarious to me and I love it that's uh, it's just so cheesy it's awesome yeah 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 yeah. Uh, and (sighs) it's so hard for me to pick five I know. because you're a wrestling super
2: fan so you're you're going deep cuz there's
3: literally like I could literally look at you right in the face and tell you <clears throat> I just said the five cuz I said Pillman. Yeah. Because uh, Brian Pillman absolutely amazing to me and the fact that now I get to work with his son mm-hmm. like I've had him his son comes in for me all the time and works. I had him in Mannington, West Virginia. Mm-hmm. I've had him in Charleston, I had him in Cleveland. Like Brian, the, getting to work with his son is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Um, Dean Malenko. I, could, I named my kid Dean Malenko. I, I named my kid Dean after him. Like <laughs> Crazy
2: crazy technical. Oh, absolutely. Another and, guy in real life you would not want to fight.
3: And nobody realizes how not. old he was when we were watching him when we were young.
2: In his 40s, right? He was
3: like in his 40s and 50s yeah. when we were watching him 15 years ago. The guy
2: was in impeccable shape for his, a very long time.
3: Yes. His brother was even better but dean is the one that caught with me because of one promo and this is hilarious cuz he said not one damn word they he literally went they literally went so dean are you ready for your match tonight he looks right at mean G- mean jean jean and goes back at the camera and just goes crack cracks all of his knuckles at once and then walks off and like that, I was like, "Holy shit!" He's Bad gonna, motherfucker. He's gonna beat the shit out of somebody. <laughs> and that right there was like, that was me. Less was so more. So I would... was just boom. Yeah. I, I loved him from there. Uh, but uh, Dynamite Kid, I, I can't. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have gotten into wrestling if it wasn't for Dynamite Kid. Yeah, he was half him earlier. Too. He was half of uh, WWE champions, WWF champions with the British Bulldog as the British Bulldogs. Um. And he was from the Hart family. Um, you know, uh, the British Bulldog was from the Hart family. Right. Owen. Owen, yep. The the best Hart out of them all, I'm sorry yeah. to tell you that. But he was better than Brett. No, fuck yourself. He was no better than Brett.
2: No disrespect, Owen Hart, but uh, no. A hundred percent better than Brett. No!
3: Technically, everything. <laughs> oh,
2: get the fuck out of here.
3: You need to watch more Owen from, from Stampede Wrestling back in the Shit. day. Brett Hart t- says that himself. Yeah. You going to argue with Brett Hart?
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, have to see it though. I oh, have to see it.
3: Dude.
2: I hey, Owen Hart was always slept on. He was because he was kind of, you know, the blue blazer, how the goofy how things, the hell? and they always kind of goofed on him a little.
3: Like how the hell are you really going to think that he is better than Brett at but, that time when we're kids? But he's um, Cuz we knew Brett the way we
2: did. The wrestling styles were so similar that <laughs> you know it was it was difficult to differentiate. Brett got all the glory. He got the big matches and stuff.
3: But the reason why I say Owen was was a little bit above is because he could do everything Brett did, but he gave you the flash that's there too. Like he gave you the kip-ups and he did the stuff off the tops. Mm-hmm. So that's oh, yeah, why he, he that's was why never... a lot of a lot of people say he's he's got a little bit of a of a hand-on on a lot Brett. less conservative.
2: Bret Hart would conservatively wrestle because he understood. I mean, keep in mind, he was such a big draw that he would have to wrestle a lot. So he tried to preserve himself like in the matches and with his style of slowing matches down and utilizing the grappling.
3: I hate to ruin your day, but he is one of the least making world champions ever for WWE because nobody was watching. That's, that's a damn shame. It's sad. That's a damn shit. The only pe- the only person beating him yeah. is Kevin Nash as Diesel. The only uh, worse, Big like Daddy the worst like the worst money making champion for WWE was Kevin Nash as Diesel.
1: I always liked Kevin
3: Nash. I liked him too. As Ricky Morton I- says, "Fuck Kevin Nash, piece <laughs> of shit." I love, dude. Him and Scott Hall though, in Scott WCW. Scott Hall is the fucking man. Scott Hall is the man. He was the one that would wear the chain mail, right? Razor Ramon, yeah. Ray, yeah. as Razor, yeah. yeah. And he was the he was the uh, Binche,
2: Scarface, fucking throw the, the Scarface
3: fucking... type character. Oh, he was so yeah. good. He was awesome. But that the ladder
2: thing? match between him and uh, HBK, Sean oh yeah, unreal, uh, crazy. Lasted like an crazy hour. Crazy, good. It was fucking crazy.
3: Yeah, I've I've actually. Talked with him about that match. Yeah. And he goes, That match was literally 20 minutes longer than it was supposed to be. Yeah, oh, <laughs> guaranteed. Said, yeah. He said, We just went out there and did our thing. We didn't even realize it. Yeah. We didn't. And the ref didn't tell us to go home. Right. So we didn't know any better. We were just going. <laughs> so, yeah, dude, love it. Because I guess Vince was in the back just going, I love it. Tell him to keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so
2: one thing I want to talk about before we wrap it up. Um, I actually got in a heated conversation with someone at the bar
3: Uh-oh. Uh, that I
0: work at. That about,
2: doesn't work out About well. <laughs> wrestling. Um, because they tried to suggest that the oh touring wrestlers schedule has nothing compared to like some of these professional athletes. They're idiots. I would like to talk about that. I would like to talk about how we...
3: Do, do I know this person? No, no. Okay, thank God. Because
2: I was going to message them. Yeah, no, 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 no. no, no, no. I need to know since he's (laughs) a regular what time he's there (laughs) so I can come. (laughs) I just, you know, it it made me mad because I was like, dude, how can you? I understand that it's it's entertainment, and it is. There's nothing uh, synthetic or auditioned about gravity. (laughs) You've got to take the bumps, Mm -hmm. and anyone who knows anything about wrestling can understand. The physical wear and tear, two, three shows a week. Come on, dude. on top of that's your regular training. I that's mean, that's only on, right yeah, now. On top of working out, you're and just I mean, being you're, yeah, sore. Your professional
1: level wrestlers are in the gym every single day. Every day, and like the their body's constantly
2: broken. Just down. Just that
1: alone. I mean, look at powerlifters and strongmen, where all they do is just lift, mm-hmm. and they're not doing shows. Right. They have awful lives whenever they get older because their bodies just break down
3: right yeah and that's essentially what happens to uh, wrestlers for the most part you know and it's Um, such a
2: dark
1: world and that's
3: what people don't really get they just you know they think since well football's real you know they're really out there hitting each other and 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 for some reason they think that just because you learn how to fall the shit don't hurt like yeah. I know how to tackle you, mm-hmm. and you know how to get tackled, mm-hmm. but that shit still hurts. Still hurts. Sure, you know, like yeah. you know, your body gets. Your I don't want to say used to it, but your body gets like t- t- tough to it. Yeah, after it's a while. resilient. It learns it, to
2: develop. It calluses itself yeah. to
3: that kind of thing. Um, but the they. There's no off-season.
2: There is no off-season. There's not like, okay, we'll see you in the fall when wrestling yeah. comes back. <laughs> yeah. Like It's just like 365
3: happening baseball, all the time. Baseball has 100 and some games, but where are they hurting each other? Where are they hitting each other? They're not. They're out there playing a sport. They're right. hitting a ball. They're More running bases. More
2: muscle-related injuries as it pertains to football playing in the summer.
0: You football, know?
3: they're tackling the shit out of each other. They're hurting each other. Yeah. They're beating the crap out of each other. But yeah. guess what? Sixteen damn games a year, okay? Mm-hmm. So shut the hell up. Right. And they're on a, a nice ass bus. They're getting they're getting iced off. They've got medics now. If you're in the WWE, that's all happening. But guess what? It's only the WWE where you're getting that. Right. Everybody else, they're getting they're in a gym. They're getting paid. They're leaving. They're going to fucking sheets. Getting a sandwich, and then they're they're driving home for three four hours after they've been beat the shit out of. Yeah. In a car. Where they're probably too tall to be in in the first place, yeah. and then they're just going to go home and put, uh, you know, Ben Gay on or biofreeze, and then they're going to put uh, ice in a damn Ziploc baggie and put them on their knee for two days until it's time to, to go, go the again. next weekend. You yeah. know, the, the only people, warrior. the only people that's being treated like they like that at that level are the guys in WWE who make it to the height exactly. Level. So. Yeah. So that, that, doesn't, that doesn't count either. They're baseball. I like, there's baseball, there's football, basketball. Physical, <laughs> yeah, they're pushing, they're shoving, but it, like, it's nowhere near football. Mm-hmm. They're playing 70, 80 games a season in basketball. I get that. It's kind of long. But still, again, every single one has an offseason. Every single one has top-notch doctors. Yeah. All of them, all the time. You know, WWE is the only one. There is no other one well, you know, there's some others that are coming up now right. that might have those type of benefits. But
2: independent wrestling promotions, yeah. buddy, uh, I hope you brought your own Medicaid.
3: Exactly. Exactly. And you better have damn good insurance. Yeah. Because if you don't and something happens, you're absolutely 100% screwed. Yeah. You know? Um, you- and, you know, I'm a, I'm a sports guy, too,
2: which is what even made me even more mad. Like, I'm a guy. I grew up playing football. I played rugby in high school and college. Mm-hmm. Like, so... I have nothing but love for guys who play those team sports, but I would never sit there and claim to be tougher than somebody who wrestles Yeah, on the entertainment level and because the, it's brutal. Well, it's I, fucking brutal. Yeah. And, if, and much like being an independent musician, if you're going to be there, you
3: better love it because you're going to get a billion reasons to stop. Stop. Exactly. You like better fucking love it. Like that's how it was. Like I the way I look at it is being an independent wrestler is like having to carry your hundred uh, pound Mesa Boogie cab up fuel's flight of steps at least four times a day. <laughs> Continuously. With a smiling moose. With a smiling yeah, oh yeah. Ugh. Oh, screw that. <laughs> but uh but yeah, like <clears throat> okay, Dallas Cowboys. If yeah. they're playing Any team, they're getting on a plane and they're flying. Right. No, I know a dude that I hired that is going to get in his Toyota Corolla and drive all the way to West Virginia to get a payday. In that small-ass car, he's going to drive himself. Hopefully, he gets three other dudes to jump in that car with him to make it easier on gas. Yeah. Probably one of them's going to be over six and six feet, so he's going to be uncomfortable no matter what that's the whole time. Hike. I mean, think about Andre the Giant. Mm. He didn't have planes that fit him. He had to ride in cars, and every single car couldn't fit him, but they still had to get to towns. So you got a guy that's Andre the Giant size that's a pro wrestler, being, Drinking
2: a case of beer in
3: drink, the car. A, 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 a <laughs> Drinking a case of beer every like two hours. Yeah. And, and he gets out there. He's all cramped up. He's got to go out there, get ready to wrestle, get the shit kicked out of him. Then after already being cramped up in a car for at least four hours, you're absolutely killing. You're that tall anyway, so you're hurting anyway. And then you got to cramp yourself back in that small ass car and make the next town the same day. And another thing, these guys aren't playing every damn day. Yeah. Like some basketball teams play every other day, baseball maybe every 3 days in a row and then they got a day off or whatever. But these guys at that time, at that time were 7 days a week mm-hmm. and twice on Sunday. Right. There would be an afternoon show and an evening show. So That's it, what I'm saying people you Sean don't Michaels, know shit about wrestling sh- so shut your mouth. And Flair used to do it an hour Every night, yeah, an uh, hour matches, yeah, that's what he was known
2: for. If you haven't seen the Ric Flair 30 for 30, uh, if you want to know a little bit more about the wrestling business, why don't you go check that out?
3: Actually, for you, if you haven't yet, they literally just came out on Viceland. I don't know if you heard about these, but uh, uh Behind the Ring,
0: Ooh, a dark love-
3: si- dark side of the ring, mm. they talk about uh, they talk about the Montreal screw job, mm-hmm. which. Well, they, they came out and said that everybody knew. Oh yeah. Everybody involved knew. Yeah. And their easy way to find that out and be like, oh no, Sean, Brett didn't know. No. Everybody benefited. Yeah. Everyone. Oh, dude, Brett got paid to go to WCW. Brett got paid to go to WCW. Vince McMahon was now an asshole. Mm-hmm. So he could now go feud with Sean. No sh- change. He was if an asshole, so what you got? He could go feud with uh Stone Cold. Yeah. Set Every, set it up everybody everybody nice. benefited. Yeah, set it up. Um, so there's that, they talk about that, they do one on Savage and Elizabeth and they explain how Ooh, Hulk banged my girl and I found out about it, tell him what you're gonna do. He never maybe. did. It was it was he never did actually. He was just super schizophrenic and jealous all the time. Luger actually did and Luger ended up killing her. That's a lot of stuff that people don't know.
2: Fuck. Luger didn't do anything. Save that for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they
3: even have and then they even have and this is the craziest one. And my dad like and it, my dad was literally getting ready to leave and I turned it on. He's like, "Yeah, I'm leaving in like 5 minutes." I turned it on. 45 minutes later, he still hadn't left yet and he was just like absolutely stunned yeah. cuz he had no idea about this. But the Bruiser Brody story? Yeah. He was killed in a locker room by a wrestler. Because the re- the, he was coming into his territory and taking his spot. So dude got mad and killed him in front of Tony Atlas. And Tony Atlas finally told the whole story. Fuck. On, on here. Him, Iceland, right? Yeah. Him, checking it out. Dutch Mantel, and uh, who was the third one that was in that locker room? Because they, the, they talk about it. The, they tell the whole story. Uh, uh, Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. The, and they, Jesus, and they te- just blew
2: my man, mind, and, dude. And I they, know what I'm
3: doing tonight. Yeah, and they talk about, and they talk about, like, that. it happened in Puerto Rico. Uh, oh, Invader 2 stabbed him twice, boom, boom, in the shower because they were mad because Bruder Brosy got enough money from his Japan work to where he was going to take over part of the business in Puerto Rico. Well, that was supposed to be his spot, and he knew that if Bruder Brosy got a part of it, that dude was gone. Damn. And supposedly they were pushing him, that guy, the invader too, to be the the big dog. That's kind
2: of like a cartel
3: kind of situation, exactly. Right there. It and very they much he, is. and what's fucked up is they literally like Tony Atlas freaks out, right? Grabs Broder, Bruiser Brody, pulls him over, sets him aside, doesn't let anything happen to him. Finally gets him out of there, gets him to the hospital. It's like an hour before he even gets seen. He gets pissed, grabs a doctor. Throws the doctor over his shoulder. And he's like, you're coming with me. Takes him to Bruiser Brody. He's like, you got to look at him now. Look at him now. Takes his shoes off. His feet are like blue now. Yeah. And, and the doctor goes, hey, we got him stable. He's fine. The only thing that we're having a problem with is he, they did catch his liver and it slashed open. But we got all of his organs put back together. He's stable. Um, Tony Atlas goes back to the, to the, uh, the arena. He's like, this is the thing that pissed me off the most. I go back there, and there's laughter. And they're talking about how great the show was that night. I thought I thought they should have canceled the damn show. But, you know, they're, they're all laughing. So I get pissed, and I take the chair, and I fling it across the room. And I guess the cops had came in this time. Uh-huh. And the cop goes, sir, sir, what are you doing? Stop. And he's like, I'm sick of this shit. And everybody's just acting like nothing happened. He goes, well, we were told. He said, did you see the, the, um, the fan that stabbed Brody? And he went fan what were you told and he was like we we were told he was a random fan in the hallway stabbed him twice and he rolled into the locker room that's what all the wrestlers in here are saying and he was like that's bullshit he right there and he points at the dude that did it he had went and changed his shirt was just putting his gear on like no big deal wow like nothing that's sick. and the cops just said you know there was all these wrestlers say that this is how it happened and then um, one of the wrestlers come to Tony afterwards because Tony went out and worked the match against the Iron Sheik. Now, this is what's crazy about back in the day compared to now. There was a, a, uh, a good locker room with the good guys, and then there was a bad locker room. They did not talk to each other literally until they hit that ring. Mm. So that'd be like, hey, I need Disillusion Effect to uh, all write a song on their own, and then I need you to get in a room, and I just need you to perform your part. make it happen. And yeah. make it happen. So there's just going to be a bunch of shit going on, and you don't know. Yeah. But that's how it is with wrestling, is they talked about it as they went. <laughs> Tony Atlas got in a match with the Sheik, and they locked up. And they were talking to each other, and Sheik goes, So, how's, how's, the, how's the Brody? Like, that's how he talked. He's like, How's the Brody? And he goes... He's like, uh, he's good. They got him stable, um, you know, but uh, he was like, damn fan, you know, like Iron Sheik's pissed that a fan, you know, stabbed him. And he goes, fan, that wasn't no damn fan. You know, Hector did it. And because that was the dude's actual, actual name. And like, I, I guess Iron Sheik got pissed, stopped the match. The match only lasted for like two minutes. They stopped the match. He just walked out of the match and walked to the back to go find him the iron Sheik did tony gets to the back and he finds out one of the other wrestlers uh named savio vega he had got all of his stuff and got his bag and everything and ready to roll and as soon as tony got to the backs he went and grabbed tony and got him out of the building and said bro you talked these guys are coming after you you need to get out of here so he immediately flew back to the states and got back here i think like a month after they uh they tried to pull they pulled that Hector guy in and they pulled the other guy in and they they made it sound like it was self defense and that's why he stabbed him and that's why nothing ever happened in Puerto Rico Puerto Rico's crazy I I would never ever want to go there for anything <laughs> wow yeah cuz Puerto Rico that was another thing like um it was just so real to them like every there was like there'd be Seven match, six matches on the card, and four of them had blood. You know, yeah. like it was just so real there, and they saw the way uh, Brody acted, and like he would come out like a like a bat out of hell, flinging a chain. He didn't give a shit. He'd hit fans with the chain, like that back in the day. That was, the, I mean, it was just like, yo, get the hell away from me, type character. Right. So the fact that that uh, that happened. Someone came up to Tony. He was like, Tony, did you hear what happened? And he was like, what, brother? And he was like, they caught him. Uh, they found him not guilty. He goes, what the hell? They didn't even ask me to come back. They, they didn't talk to me at all. They didn't, I, they, I had nothing to do with the – they didn't call me to be a part of the jury or anything, you know, like be a part of the, of the investigation. And he got off with self-defense, and still to this day, he's just in Puerto Rico just like the last picture of him, he's he's at a family get together like at a p- birthday party. Wow. And he's just got his picture taken with his family, like Dark no World big of deal. Wrestling, man. That's literally what it is. And like my dad at the end was just like, Holy shit, I had no idea this happened. Yeah. And, no, I mean, you wouldn't because that's what they wanted to That's happen. what I mean, that's what that's Sweet what the, the internet did though, you know, back in the day.
2: Yeah. Well, information is so hard to get out. Yeah,
3: they they didn't talk about that shit in magazines. It was just no, no. Bruiser Brody died. Right. You know? the
2: editors like we're never putting that in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: So so it was just it's it's been like wow. And they've got they've got like three or four more that they're going to talk about. They're the big one. They haven't even done the big one yet, and that's about uh oh crap. Um, literally, it just it just uh, slipped my mind. Um. If I talk about it, it'll probably come back to me. But it's about uh, one of the guys that was in uh, Texas Wrestling back in the day, WCCW. Mm. Um, and his partner was uh, the gentleman Chris Adams that trained Stone Cold Steve Austin. And uh, a lot of people said that he killed himself. But it's came out recently that he was murdered by someone, but still, yet nobody knows. And if this episode is going to be the very first time... His mother actually talks about it. Oh God! So I'm looking forward to this one because, like, even fans that aren't like wrestling fans can watch this stuff and be like, "Yeah, it's crime stories." If you're into crime stories, you 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 dig it. Yeah. Um, and there's that my late night fix. Yeah. I love it. Yes, make sure you check it out. And there's going to be a Von Eric one too about like all the Von Ericks. Oh wow! From Texas, uh, um, killing themselves and stuff too. So there's like a six part. Peace one yeah and then uh because the reason why i know about this because i was listening to a pod like actually i was was listening to uh xm radio they have a wrestling thing on there mm-hmm. and uh, they said they talked to the guy that did these shows and they said he they actually had started on the next set of shows already yeah and one of them was was uh a newer one that was absolutely like Here's a big crazy one that no one knows about, and they told us this, the, you know, stories about what they're going to do. So hopefully this kind of continues, and then people can see that get side. of Get more familiar, the people. Get
2: educated. Yeah, and see that you don't understand the business, and just like learned, professional sports, get learned on There's it. a dark underbelly to all the glit and the glam that you don't get to see. Yeah, that's not Much yeah, like but, in rock and roll, but that's not in, in like, Hollywood. But it's and not anywhere.
3: in like sports, though. It's it, not. You don't get these kind of stories with like those in the more NFL. Rare.
2: Yeah, they're more. Rare. Rare. I
3: think the craziest NFL story was that Hernandez guy, wasn't it? There's a lot, there's, oh, there's a, lot, a lot of there's a lot. I, of mean, there's I a think lot. the
1: NFL just has more money to throw at They got more hush house money. Yeah. They, got yeah, more, they got more m- hush quiet, house, money. quiet money. Yeah.
3: But uh but yeah, well, you, wrestling fans are just so like, I want to know as much as I possibly can. Sure. Type yeah. uh know fan base to where yeah, it's out there for people who want to know this. There's a, there's some people out there just like nope. I don't want to know this about this football player, or I don't want to know that Joe Theismann's a drunk, or you know sure. stuff like that. So it's just like can't I don't want t- that.
2: The, can't take the brand,
3: uh, but but uh, yeah, I'm I'm all about these stories the and crime. but what's cool is like and the crime. It's, I wouldn't say cool, but like I've heard some of these stories from actual wrestlers that were around at that time, from me being on the road with them as well. Yeah, and that's a whole, It's a whole new thing. That's a whole other side of things. Absolutely insane. Like a good thing though. Like when I was talking about. Uh, Kevin Sullivan, is Kevin Sullivan told me the whole story and everything about why he turned Hulk Hogan bad yeah. on NWO. Nobody wanted him to do that. In fact, no one at all, all of Hogan's press team did not want that to happen. Guaranteed. At all. They're like, we're making, the world. we're making too much money. If you do that, we'll lose it all. Blah, blah, blah. To the point to where Kevin was like, Hogan? my house is a half hour from the venue that night. You come and stay with me the night before. He had Hulk Hogan come and stay with him the night before in his house. talked it out. His, his uh, spokesperson came with him, but Kevin was like, I don't trust them. They can sleep on the couch in the living room. Hogan slept in the, in the spare room, and it wasn't until a half hour before it was time for Hogan to show up. Well, it was time for Hogan to go out there. They showed up a half hour before that. Kevin drove him there in his own car. They showed up sent him out If it wasn't gonna if they weren't if hogan wouldn't have done it, they were sending out sting no n w o and well it's n w o is born, but it's not the same.
2: yeah, the shock of when Hogan turned heel was. Oh, as dude. a kid it was fucked up. To
3: see. Nobody uh, nobody would have nobody would have yeah dude we, we I was I was just like Holy <laughs> to see what he did shit. to the
2: macho man and everything like that it was just like oh man like this is, what is happening here this is with some Twilight with zone the way shit.
3: they teased it it wouldn't have worked as well with Sting. No, hell no. Uh they talked about Brett but it wouldn't have worked as well with Brett. No, it wouldn't. It have. just it had to be Hogan and and thankfully and Hogan still says thankfully as well. He was mm-hmm. like, you know, thankfully I listened to Kevin, his career. Kevin and they and I went out there and because Kevin was the booker at that time, he's the one that said what you do. He was the one that was just like, listen, this is what you're doing. I guess it was Owen's funeral actually, and Kevin saw Hulk in the all black with the black bandana and the everything, Mm -hmm. and he was like, that's something to this. There's something here that would work. Um, So that's huge. Uh, another thing that I thought was really, really, really cool is uh, he told me that before Pillman went, Brian Pillman went to WWE, mm-hmm. and before he got in his accident with his ankle, um, Kevin Sullivan was going to have Pillman be WCW's Stone Cold. Like they, he had the same idea, but with Pillman, and didn't know that Steve was going to go do that in WWE. Yeah. So um, imagine. Imagine Pillman being WCW stone cold. What would have happened? You know? Crazy shit. Find, finding out those those type of stories from the actual person is just absolutely crazy. And he talked about how uh, he... I, I looked right at him. I said, like, wait a minute. Okay, so you're the one that decided all this. All right, I have to ask. Who f- decided on how they were going to take Goldberg's streak? He rolls his eyes at me and goes... I could only make that clusterfuck as good as it possibly could. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, there was a lot of people in the office that time. I didn't have as much pool as I had, and I had to take everybody's input and make something out of it. So I, he was like, I wasn't happy about it, and I didn't want to do it either, but there was people that were making more money than me telling me what I had to do. So. And
2: that's a good way to end it right there. But uh, that's the biz, kids. Yeah, tell I, everybody where to find Real Shoot Wrestling. Uh, all you, the handles, all the plugs,
3: all the all the ridiculousness that is social media. You can find us on Facebook at uh, RSW, um, or uh, Real Shoot Wrestling. We have two because we have a, a Cleveland, a Cleveland company, and uh, the one here in West Virginia. So, uh, you can find us at Real Shoot Wrestling, and that'll be the Cleveland one. Uh, RSW is the local one in West Virginia. Uh, It's facebook.com backslash RSW Live. Uh, Twitter is at RSW Live. Instagram is at RSW Live. Um, Snapchat, Real Shoot Wrestling. Uh, I think that's all the big social. uh, We have YouTube. Real shoot wrestling. Check it out. Um, Subscribe. So Give it, them a guys, like. on everything. It's, it's, Give them a follow. Yeah, it's out there because we try to be like a big internet type based company. You got to. Got so to nowadays. we're out there. You can catch us on Nothing Else on Dot TV uh, streaming service. Uh, it's a network to where you, you pay like five dollars a month and you get to watch all this wrestling from all over the world. Nice. Uh, we were lucky enough to be. Uh, we, they contacted us and asked us if we wanted to be on that and. I'm course i was like absolutely yes totally nothing else dot tv uh nothing else on dot tv nothing else on tv yeah so we're on there um and you know just kind of working on some uh basic channels right now for like local areas mm-hmm. we're trying to work on that so uh and we'll, be sure to check we'll out we'll a local show
2: there. we got some stuff but, uh, this month
3: may 4th yeah. we're in mannington west virginia may 18th we're in fairmont and may 24th we're in buchanan
2: awesome So Tim, thank you so much for coming today, man. This is a lot of fun talking wrestling and shooting the shit. Yeah, I appreciate the
3: hell out of you guys inviting us and would love to come back at any time. We
2: love you, Tim. Thank you, brother.
3: Thank you.